welcome again. If you're visiting Canterbury Gardens, welcome to Canterbury Gardens. Uh, this is our second year running of a Christmas Eve service. Um, so uh, we are glad to have you here with us. Um, maybe you've never been to church or you've sort of come along because maybe you were forced to come. You just got dragged along and part of the rules about you coming here is that's the only way you're going to get a present tomorrow. So you're here. We're glad to have you. Uh, maybe you're just visiting. Uh, great to have you here with us either way. I'm going to read a, a passage, a scripture. Um, now, I don't know what you think about the Bible. We Here at our church, we believe the Bible is true. We believe it is actually not just relevant sometimes, but for all of life, even today. Uh, and I'm going to read a story written by a guy called Luke. The video that you saw uh, gave you a bit of an introduction to it. Uh, this guy, Luke, uh, was someone who wanted to put into, uh, in order an account of Jesus' life while he was here on this earth. And if you're someone who's a Christian who has a Bible, can you please uh, bring that up with you? Either it's on your phone or if you have a physical copy. If you don't, that's okay. Uh, now, traditionally at a Christmas service, they kind of do a, usually like the, the, the birth narr- uh, story or they, um, you know, the angel story you saw before. Uh, this is after Jesus was born. Uh, and this is uh, particularly looking at someone by the guy, by guy, by a person by the name of Simeon. So I'm just going to read this to you, and this is what Luke writes. This is his uh, account, Luke chapter two, verses twenty-two. It says, "When the time came for his purification, that's Jesus, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as is written in the law of the Lord: Every male who first opens the room shall be called holy to the Lord." And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And his, this man was a righteous and devout and was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in this child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for the revelation to the Gentiles for the glory of your people. I'm just going to pray. Jesus, we want to thank you for this true account of you. Whether we're someone who knows you, whether we're someone who's trying to question, maybe discover, whatever journey we are in, we ask that you would speak to us directly through your word. We ask your spirit will make these words come alive and that we'll walk away this Christmas Eve knowing you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I'm not sure what it, when it comes to surprises what you're like. Uh, if you're someone who's terrible at surprises, the idea of a surprise really is not a good thing. Uh, the idea there's a surprise going to come. Uh, particularly if you have a little one, this is the moment. This is the moment at Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas. They've been staring at these presents that are potentially at a, on a, underneath the Christmas tree. In our context, we have to put it on a ledge because they're all at crawling stage and they will go for it. Um, if you have someone like one, one person in my family, I won't mention any names, uh, this particular one loves to kind of, in a cheeky way, may even go and grab a present to shake and see what, what's in it and try to guess. 
there's this idea of surprise and there's this idea of waiting for the surprise and you can't wait to see what it is. It's wrapped in this box. You're trying to figure out, is that big box my present? Is that little one mine? I hope not. And you're thinking all these things going through your head. I don't know if you've ever waited for something that, sure, Christmas is a great, joyful thing. And, and the next day when the kids open up presents, they're excited. And if you have a little one, they're more excited about the box that they um, had rather than uh, the one that they actually got the actual present. Thanks, Brent. But there's this sense where... Oh, here we go. I'll just go like this. There's a sense that there's this excitement that comes once you finally unwrap it and you see it for the first time. Here's this idea where we have someone who's about to see something. On one hand, he's been promised that he will definitely see something, but he won't see that particular thing that is death until he's seen someone. In the verses that I just read, uh, this guy Simeon is described as a righteous man. Uh, he was someone who was waiting for this moment. And so he's, he's described as a religious guy who, who knew the Bible, he knew it well, he knows about the promises, and, and he's been waiting for this moment. There's a bigger story behind here, but what he's doing is he's waiting for God's verdict. That's what it talks about, this consolation idea. And God has spoken to him. God has actually spoken to him through his Holy Spirit. And there's this truth that has been told to him, Hey, Simeon, you will not see something that is definite for all of us, that is death, till you have seen someone, this Jesus. Now, um, in regards to seeing things for the first time, uh, I know that I've got three kids. I've got a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And when we go for the ultrasound for the first time, initially they look like an alien. Uh, and they, you're not quite sure, boy, girl... You're trying to figure it out. If you figure out, they'll tell you if you want it. But there's this idea, as, as the months go on, as the delivery date comes, there's this excitement. And you're looking and going, oh, wow. But still in that ultrasound, they still look a little bit strange or squished up. And then there's this moment. After you get over the physical trauma of things that you've seen that you will never be able to unbreak from your brain of a birth, there's a moment when you hold the little one for the first time. And there you meet him or her. And there's something that happens in your soul. You've been waiting for this moment. And here's this man who has been told, there's a baby coming, there's a child coming. And the moment arrives. He's moved by the Holy Spirit to go to the temple. The moment has arrived. He goes there. The wait is over. In verse 29 it says, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. See, Simeon has been waiting and not only that, he's heard about the promise but now he's seeing it. He's seeing it for the first time this salvation that he's been waiting for. This is the one that he's probably heard as he's growing up of the stories that he's been told, of the prophets of old who've been told about a Messiah. There's also this truth and reality of the kings who've gone before who are meant to be 
true kings who rule over Israel, but they kept on failing. And there was this promise of a better king, the ultimate king, who was going to come. And you will see this person, Simeon. I mean, this idea of seeing actually started well before Jesus, seeing salvation. Because, see, this idea of seeing actually began all the way to when the God of the universe created the world. The story goes, when God created the world, he puts the first humans to look to him, to be under his loving rule and care as the true king. But you know what happens? There's a person by the name of Satan. He comes in and tempts the first humans. Listen to what he says to the first humans as he tempts them. He says to them, Hey, you will surely not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of her fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then their, both their eyes were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. The story of the Bible is that God puts humans under his loving rule. They rebel and say, no thanks, we want to be our own God. They're tempted by these lies that says, hey... Look to this, and somehow this will give you true salvation. This will somehow satisfy your need. And so they do look, but what it does, it opens up to a reality and invites this other reality, this reality of death that has been facing every person, including us even today. But see, here's this man who's been waiting. He's been waiting to look to the hope and salvation that has been promised. And this person is Jesus. Simeon actually says later that he goes on further and says, Hey, you, this son, this child, will both be a, a, a witness, a revelation to the rest of the world, the Gentiles, and for the glory of people. There will be the vindication, the curse that they've all been under is now going to be lifted through this child. Because there's no like any other child. This is the Messiah. This is the one who is the one who is the true salvation. This is the one who will actually show what it means to live a life 100% looking to the Father. Totally obedient to Him. To later on to go to even death. So God's revealed Himself through this child. And for us, uh, as Christmas Eve comes, and maybe even Christmas Day, a couple of things I want to ask you as we wrap this up, this short reflection. Firstly, do you see? And secondly, have you already seen? What do I mean by that? First, do you see? If you do not know who Jesus is, I want to invite you to think about this tonight. Firstly, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, has come to you, who's pursuing you. And whether you realize this or not, there are things in your heart, in your life right now, that you're looking to. Ultimately looking to in the hope that that will satisfy you, somehow will make it much better, somehow make you whole, but you know deep down in your soul, you're not satisfied. And you're yearning for something more. You're looking for something more. And there's always this sense of looking for more and more and more and more. And it does not satisfy I want you to know this 
Jesus has come to say to look to him. He is the one who will give you true satisfaction. He is the one who will give you salvation. And he has actually gone to the length to be completely publicly displayed on a cross to die for you and for me. And then he is raised again on the third day and there is witnesses who say, Jesus goes to some of his disciples and says, Look, see, touch, I'm alive. And so Jesus may be inviting you tonight, maybe even consider, ask some questions. This is for real, this is true. Go discover who this Jesus is. Maybe ask your friend who brought you here tonight. Maybe even come and chat to us after the service. Secondly, maybe for some of us, we know the story. We know all this about Jesus being the salvation. And maybe it's become like this past tense. I've already seen that. I've seen that before. I already know that. Oh, my friends, please do not let the wonder and majesty and the truth of the reality of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to come into this world to be salvation, become just information. Recently, my parents went away on a big trip. And I had, my family had gone away too. And, and my, my kids love um, their grandparents. In particular, my, grand, my mum, their grandma. And so what happened was, uh, the day that they, my kids realised, hey, I'm going back, we're going to go visit grandma and grandpa. I remember going in the car, and we're jumping in the car. We live probably about 15, 20 minutes away from my parents. As soon as the scar, car started moving, moving my, first, my daughter says, it's going to take such a long time. I can't wait. My son, every two minutes, are we there? How far is it? Are we close by? Are we there? As soon as we arrive, the seatbelt goes off. And he jumps out and he can't wait to get out. And he gets out of the um, car, then he goes to the front door, rings the doorbell. We open the door for him and he bolts straight up to my mum and just jumps on her. And grabs a hold of her while Grandpa's looking and going, why not me? But anyway, so it hangs on to her. Now, my son has seen photos. While we were away, my son and we Skyped with my parents. But see, for him, in some point, it wasn't until he had missed something that he realized how much he adored his grandma. And I think for some of us, for those of us who've been in the Christian faith for a long time, and maybe you've been journeying this and you've been to many Christmas services, the thought of Jesus, the salvation, has just become information. Please don't let the truth, the revelation of Jesus Christ become just information to you. To remind you of that, let me read something to you to show you what Jesus has done to remind you again, once again, to look to him. This is from Colossians. For when in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who were once alienated, hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless, above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven on which I, Paul, became a minister. Friends, if you know Jesus, please don't let the truth of the gospel become just information to you. 
revel in the truth that this salvation has come and He has saved you. And as you celebrate Christmas, you should have a sense of, wow, Christ, this is what you've done for me. So this Christmas, as the music team comes up to sing the last song, and before I pray, I actually want to give us a couple of minutes just to be still. So if you guys want to come up, I want all of us to just bow our heads and close our eyes. There might be a couple of people here. Firstly, you might be someone who has never thought or maybe someone who loves you have been trying to introduce you to the truths of Jesus. Maybe tonight Jesus is saying to you, what are you waiting for? I see you. I've known you. If this is you, would you invite him into your life by asking Jesus to be the Lord of your life? Maybe there's uh, some of us here who've known this Jesus truth for a long time. I want you to just pause for a moment in the midst of thinking of the presents that you have to give tomorrow, the meals that you have to prepare, or you're heading off on holidays. I want you to ask yourself this question. Has anything, whether if it's something or someone, has taken your eyes away from Jesus? Would you ask Jesus to take center attention of your life again? Friends, this is our wonderful Savior who came and he is our salvation. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for this wonderful truth to consider that when we turn our eyes away from you, you were willing to pursue us despite of who we are and what we've done and to make us your sons and daughters. But it came at a cost that you send your son to die for us. But not only die for us, but to show us what it means to live a life totally submitted to the Father. So Lord, I pray that tonight, for those of us who don't know you, please stir our hearts. Pursue us. For those of us who do know you, Grant us the grace to not let this just become information that Christ came to this world, that Christ is risen, that Christ is Lord, and help us to celebrate well in light of that. In Jesus' name, amen.